time for Dodger Talk. If you ready for the brand new thing, let me hear you. We break down all the action and give you your chance to react. Tim Cates is great. LA's favorite son. 866-987-2570. We are rolling, boy, rolling. It's time for Dodgers baseball. All right. Dodger Nation. Dodger Talk is brought to you by Chef Marito. Seasoning partner of the Dodgers. By Navian Tankless Water Heaters. For endless hot water, visit tanklessmadesimple.com. And by Chevrolet. Buy new roads. And now your host for Dodger Talk, Tim Cates. And welcome in to Off Night Dodger Talk here on your home of the blue, AM570 LA Sports. With you until the, well, 8 o'clock tonight, one full hour of Off Night Dodger Talk as the Dodgers are heading to Philadelphia to start their 10-game road trip. First up, a three-game series against the Phillies, then three against the Washington Nationals. The Dodgers will have four against the Arizona Diamondbacks next week over in Phoenix. But the Dodgers coming off an eight-game homestand that did start off very well. They lost three of four to the Philadelphia Phillies. Bryce Harper did damage the first three games, sat the fourth game, and that was the game in which the Dodgers won on Sunday. And then they went on a streak of winning four straight more against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Five straight overall, and the Dodgers, as we speak right now, are 25 and 22 on this Thursday, May 19th. 866-987-2570. 866-987-2570 is our number. Jump on board. Coming up at 745, you know what's coming up. A farm report. I like to go down on the farm, give you an update on the Dodgers' top minor league prospects and other guys who are having surprise years down in the minor leagues. The Dodger players of tomorrow, how are they doing today in AAA, AA, and A-ball? I'll give you an update Coming up at 745 from Diego Cartaya to others down in the minor leagues for the Dodgers. Names you have heard of and some you haven't heard of. Maddox Bruns, the Dodgers' first-round pick a year ago. The left-handers in Rancho Cucamonga will tell you how he's doing down for the Quakes. That's coming up at 745. Plenty of time for your phone calls between now and then. 866-987-2570. 866-987-2570. We're six weeks into this season, and it feels a lot longer than that, doesn't it, Dodger fans? I mean, this is six weeks in, and I could swear a few weeks ago we were talking about how it was six weeks in. The first six weeks of this season have just drug on. And it seems like it's been a lot of games coming fast and furious at this Dodgers team. And it has been, especially during this portion of 31 games in 30 days. A couple of doubleheaders. You had one in Chicago after the rainout. You had the one on Tuesday at Dodgers Stadium to make up the game because of the lockout missing the first week of the season. And there's going to be more of those doubleheaders coming up. And in the final three games of the season, tacked on against the Rockies in October to help make up for all this that was missed that first week of the season. But the Dodgers started on April 8th, and here we sit on May 19th. We're six weeks into this baseball season, and they're 25-12. and 12. They're in first place, a game and a half in front of the Padres in the Western Division in the National League. Dodgers have won five in a row. But as I, I was sitting here, as Petro some money were wrapping up here at the Dead and Alive Guy birthday of the day, and just kind of thinking about Dodger talking tonight and what we're going to get into. It's been a long six weeks. It feels like a half a season already. It feels like we should be at the all-star break already for how much baseball has been played 
over the course of the first 37 games for this Dodgers team. 25 and 22. And go back to how the season started in Denver. The Dodgers losing that opening weekend series to the Colorado Rockies. And it felt like a slap to start the season. The Rockies, really? You lose the opening series to the Rockies, who are supposed to be one of the worst teams in the National League. And the Dodgers going through injuries. Andrew Heaney goes down. Clayton Kershaw goes down. Mookie Betts, a, a disastrous first two and a half weeks of the season. He even admitted it down in San Diego that he couldn't figure it out. He was striking out in, in big numbers and, and just could not get comfortable at the plate and said he had been trying everything. People were blaming his vegan diet and needing to eat more meat. I mean, he had a rough first two and a half weeks of the season. Cody Bellinger has already won a National League Player of the Week in the first six weeks of the season. He's been up. He's been down. He's been up again. He's been down again. The slow start, notoriously for Justin Turner and his career, and he admits that. Now he's starting to heat up here as we get past May and head into June here soon. Justin Turner, a couple of home runs, five RBIs in the last two games of this series against the Arizona Diamondbacks. The ups and downs of Chris Taylor, the ups and downs of Trey Turner. It's been an interestingly long six weeks to start the season for the Dodgers. How are you feeling about this Dodgers team, though? The down to start the season, the ups, the in-betweens, the losing streak, the losing in Arizona 2-3 or three to the Diamondbacks. Losing three of four to the Philadelphia Phillies, thinking, uh-oh, not only do you lose three of four, your depleted rotation he gets hit again with Clayton Kershaw going on the IL. You got Ryan Pepio making starts. You're mixing in bullpen games. Craig Kimbrell's walked that tightrope a couple of times in the ninth inning. The Dodgers bullpen, that was so great. The first month of the season... The last two weeks has has seemed to have plateaued a little bit here as far as their numbers, and it started with the Philadelphia Phillies series. Yeah, all the runs that the bullpen gave up to the Phillies last, last week. How are you feeling those six weeks into this season? There's still a long way to go, certainly. But 37 games into this 162, the Dodgers are 13 games over 500. The Dodgers are first place in the National League West. And the Dodgers have done so piecing together this rotation. And at times, getting production out of players. Other times, those same players not producing. The top of the lineup producing one night. Then the bottom of the lineup the other night. Then getting contributions from Eddie Rios off the bench. Austin Barnes at one point was the leading home run hitter on this Dodgers team. Since then, Mookie Betts has caught fire. Cody Bellinger's got five knocks. Eddie Rios has got four home runs. Justin Turner's got a couple of home runs in the last series against Arizona. Gavin Lux. I think Gavin Lux, to me, along with Cody Bellinger, symbolize how the first six weeks of this season have gone for the Dodgers. Are Are you with me on this? Gavin Lux and Cody Bellinger are a perfect symbol of what this Dodgers season has been so far in the ups and downs. Cody Bellinger, a National League Player of the Week, but a slow start before that. And it's since come down. And then we'll get hot for a stretch of 
10 to 12 at bats. Gavin Lux, as much as you love what he's done offensively, and you look at where he's at right now, hitting what, 260, four doubles, got a total of six extra base hits, 13 walks. The defense has kind of leveled him off as well as the offense have been. The ups and downs of the first 37 games to this season have been exhausting. How are you feeling at 25 and 12 on this season? 866-987-2570. 866-987-2570. Doing Going Rogan this weekend on NBC4. And one of the topics that was brought up was the Dodgers. And Fred and his great producer, Steve and Jared over there, sending over the topics for for what we're going to get into. And the Dodgers are a big topic. And they, they want to get into the curse of Kershaw that Bill Plaschke wrote about in the LA Times. I don't believe in that. And I'll tell you why. If this were a Dodger team, snake bitten, and, and hit by injuries to guys who have never had injuries before, and up until this point are always healthy and reliable and dependable and guys that you can count on every five days if they're in the rotation or they were guys that were 300 career hitters and got hurt, then you can say, okay, yeah, something's not right there. You know, I wouldn't call it a curse, but the fact that they call it the Bauer curse, as Bill Plaschke put it, I don't buy it. On the field, Andrew Heaney has had injuries and been inconsistent on the mound. He got hurt again and is on the injured list. You look at this Dodgers bullpen, they use a lot of arms, and guys go on and off the IL all the time with inflammation and soreness. Nothing new. This isn't something that's unique to this 2022 season, 37 games in. And with Clayton Kershaw, if this were six years ago and you said, well, there's a curse or there's something that's snakebiting this team, I might be with you. But Clayton Kershaw's gotten hurt and been on the IL, I think, every year going back the last five, six seasons. Whether it's the back, which is nagging him again, or the elbow or forearm that he had to deal with. Inflammation and soreness and then shutting it down at the end of last year for the postseason. Now this SI joint inflammation in his lower back pelvis area, this this type of injury isn't new for Clayton Kershaw. That's not a curse or snake bitten as a team. So that's why I don't buy into that. But another big question brought up was Julio Urias. And at times it seems like Dave Roberts doesn't always trust him out on the mound. We've seen Julio be yanked and taken out earlier than maybe he liked. We've seen Julio go out there and pitch in relief. A guy who got out there and won the World Series for him in 2020 out in relief at the bullpen. And it got me thinking, Julio Arias is 25. For the first five years that he was with this team, he battled shoulder injuries, and they treated him with kid gloves that entire time, and rightfully so, coming back from a shoulder injury and working his way back and getting built up and being a young arm, not wanting to rush him back and have another setback or another maybe injury like a Tommy John surgery. They kind of, you you know, brought him back, brought him back with kid gloves until 2020 when they unleashed him out of the bullpen. And last year, 
32 starts, the most in his career, a 20-game winner, and even this year, Julio Arias now, what, seven starts into the season. The record's not there, but the ERA is pretty much the same as a year ago, and he's on track for the same amount of strikeouts. The home run numbers are a little tick up for Julio so far in his starts this year. But what I think of Julio Urias, I think of reliable and dependable the last two-plus seasons. Anything they've asked for Julio Urias, he's done. Come out of the bullpen, you got it. Close out the game in the World Series, you got it. Be an opener, you got it. Not start game five of the NLDS, come out of the bullpen and be the, the next guy, okay, be a 20-game winner, start 32 games last year, be pretty much injury-free, be the rock, if you will, of this rotation last year. He was. Last year, he took a huge step forward, a gigantic leap in his career last year for Julio Arias. And this year, I think Julio Arias is your most reliable starter. And a guy that needs to be given some more confidence. Julio Urias will get into a little trouble. We've seen it early on. He'll give up a home run and then settle in and give you a great outing. Julio Urias is the same guy who, you know, they asked to to bump up a day in the start because of the injuries, messing around with the rotation. No problem. Never hear him complain. You never hear Julio Arias in his seven starts this year, his 32 starts a year ago when he broke out for this Dodgers team. You never hear Julio complain about anything. How he's being used, being taken out too early. I mean, Julio Arias said that six innings, six shutout innings against the Giants earlier this month. And did he complain when he got taken out? No. 65 pitches. They go to the bullpen for the final three innings when he very much could have stayed in that game. I think it's time we all recognize how dependable, how reliable Julio Urias has been for this Dodgers team. Not just this year, and knock on wood, he stays injury-free, but you go back to 2020 in that World Series season in the bubble down in Arlington, and during that 66-game season, he was Mr. Reliable for this team. Always says yes to whatever he's asked to do. Last year, 32 starts, set a career high in starts, innings pitched, strikeouts, wins. And now seven games into this season, Julio Arias doesn't have the record at 2-3, and three, but 26 punchouts. And an ERA right at three. 866 We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get to your phone calls coming up in 30 minutes. I'll get you a farm report as we go down to AAA, AA, and A-ball and give you an update on the Dodgers' top minor league prospects and how they're doing in their seasons so far. A couple of guys have already been promoted up because of hot starts. We'll tell you who and where they're at now, 866-987-2570. One line open if you want to jump on board. Dodgers off tonight. 
in Philadelphia tomorrow as they start a 10-game road trip. First up, three-game series against the Phillies. 405 first pitch tomorrow. Ah, and who, wouldn't you know it? Who's on the mound? Julio Urias. Tim Cates, Ronnie Fascio, and you. It's off-night Dodger talk here on AM570 Light Sports. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is Dodger Talk on your home of the world champion Dodgers. Follow us on Instagram at AM570LA Sports for more Dodger content. The home of the Dodgers. AM570LA Sports. Night Dodger Talk continues here on your home of the Dodgers, AM570 LA Sports. Tim Case with you here until 8 o'clock tonight. Our phone number, 866-987-2570. 866-987-2570. You can always find me on Twitter at Tim Cates, T-I-M-C-A-T-E-S. Send me a message. Give me a follow. I would appreciate that. Love talking to you Dodger fans there as well as here on Dodger Talk. Coming up at 745, we'll get you a farm report. The Dodgers stars of tomorrow, how are they doing today down in the minor leagues? We'll give you an update coming up at 745. We'll get to your phone calls in just a minute. Got a line open if you want to jump on board. 866-987-2570. We got into Julio Urias and the fact that, yeah, he needs to start being considered the man in this Dodgers rotation as a guy who's been reliable and dependable last year, 32 starts, asked to do whatever was needed of him, uh, whether as an opener, whether as a middle guy, as a closer in 2020, that World Series. Last year, 32 starts during the regular season. He got the ball every five days when called upon and went out there and carried this Dodgers rotation last year, along with Walker Bueller. And I think going into this season, outside of that start against the Phillies last time out, in which he got touched up for, for five runs, still went six innings and kept the Dodgers in the game. Um, Julio has been Mr. Consistent, and to me, is a guy uh, through the injuries, through the, uh, the the ups and downs of this rotation so far, with Andrew Heaney on the IL and Clayton Kershaw on the IL, and not feeling better after having that epidural shot and not throwing a bullpen like he was supposed to do a couple of days ago at Dodger Stadium. Uh, Julio Arias is Mr. Reliable for this Dodgers team. Uh, one other note I wanted to pass along, in case you didn't see it today, Max Scherzer. Remember him? The Dodgers picked him up at the uh, trade deadline. He was supposed to help this Dodgers team win a World Series. Then he got dead arm in the NLCS and couldn't help this Dodgers team and then signed with the New York Mets a very lucrative deal before the lockout. Well, Max Scherzer's having a pretty good season. 59 strikeouts. I think he's about 4-1 and one on the season. Good ERA. The Mets having themselves a really good season, and they're going to come to town here in June, the Mets are 26-14. and 14. They've got a seven-game lead in the NL East. By the way, the NL East, for what has been said about the NL West being an easy division and having two bottom feeders in the Rockies and the Diamondbacks, and it's a three-team race in the West, and it's the worst division in the National League, I'm sorry. The NL East is the worst division in baseball, at least in the National League, I should say. With the Washington Nationals, 
13 games under 500. The Dodgers get them next week. The Braves, your defending World Series champions, are playing 500 baseball right now in the last 10 days, but they're 17 and 21 on this season. The Marlins are three games under 500. The Phillies, who just took three or four from the Dodgers, are okay, but yet overall, they're still two games under 500 on the season. The New York Mets have a seven game lead in the East at 26 and 14. If the Dodgers were in that division, they'd have a six game lead based on their record. But I mentioned Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer today placed on the injured list in oblique strain, moderate to high-grade oblique strain, suffered it last night in the sixth inning when he felt soreness in his left side, couldn't throw another pitch, took himself out of the game, said he felt a zing on his left side, knew he was done. When I felt it, quote, I knew just then there was no way you can throw another pitch, so I just got out of there, end quote. Max Scherzer, who, by the way, did get the win. He's 5-1 and one now. Signed that three-year, $130 million contract at the age of 37 this past offseason. Max Scherzer now is going to the IL for two months. They're thinking eight weeks he'll be on the IL. Now, I wasn't a math major, but I'll do the math. That's July. That's all-star break. That's literally all-star week eight weeks from now. And Max Scherzer won't be with this Mets team. And then he's got to get built back up. Interesting. Max Scherzer, 37 years old, off to a great start, but that dreaded oblique strain hits him, and now he's out two months. I'm not going to say the lockout did it to him. Oblique strains happen all the time in baseball now. And you see it more so when guys swing because of the torque and the 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 just the, the overall power they're using when they're swinging. And you're seeing it in pitchers a lot more than usual. But I'm not going to chalk this up to shortened spring training. That's why he's hurt. No, no, no. He He's a guy who's built up here. At this point of the season, guys have gotten six, seven starts in. They are well into their season. We are past that. To me, in my mind, we are past that threshold of, well, not completely ramped up, don't have enough ABs. I think we are now six weeks into the season. We've got a pretty good handle on how we're feeling as players, pitchers, and they're off and running. No more, no more. well, I'm not built up. No more truncated spring training, didn't get enough of ABs. Maybe that's why you're starting to see some guys come out of their you know, month-long slow start to the season. In Justin Turner's case, he mentioned it yesterday with David Vasse on the postgame after he hit another home run. He's notoriously known for slow starts to the season. In April, getting off to slow starts. Here we are in mid-May. Don't look now. Red turn two is starting to get red hot. All right, let's go out to the phones. 866-987-2570. Do you agree with me about Julio Urias? And how are you feeling now, 37 games into this season, and what has been up and been down and really felt like we should be at the all-star break. A day off today, 
and they still go right back at it in the midst of 31 games in 30 days when they start this 10-game road trip. But with an off day today, at, at least me, I took a deep breath looking around the season, kind of gauging where we're at. I'm like, man, I, I know the weather's not hot, hot outside, but it certainly feels like this should be like the halfway point of the season. This has been a sprint these first six weeks of this season, these first 37 games of this season. The ups and downs, losing to Arizona 2-3 a couple of weeks ago, the first weekend of the series, losing to the Colorado Rockies and dropping that series in Denver, to the injuries, to Ryan Pepio making his debut, to Cody Bellinger being named National League Player of the Week, you know, Mookie Betts trying to figure out how to hit again after his first two and a half weeks of the season. He was just not good at the plate. But now he's one of the best hitters again in baseball. Atop the Dodger lineup. 866-987-2570. Mitch, start us off, Mitch, here on Dodger Talk tonight. How you doing tonight, buddy? Good. How's it going, Tim? Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think? Has it felt like Where's a long going? season so far? Yeah, it, it does. I mean, the offense. Where was the offense? Not just with the Dodgers. Where are the home runs? Well, it's the baseball. It's, Dave, it, Dave's talked about that a lot. But you're starting to see... I don't know if it's a coincidence with things heating up around because of the weather or maybe they've changed the baseball again. Who knows? But we're seeing more home runs. Bryce Harper hit three against the Dodgers in that four-game series. Justin Turner hit home runs in the last two games of this uh, series against the Arizona Diamondbacks. The bats are starting to come alive. Maybe it's the baseball. Who knows? I don't want to have to change the baseballs. I mean, they don't want you to cheat. Well, you have to, you know, what's next? They're going to raise them out? I mean, no. it, it, I'm just wondering, um, a lot of injuries. You know, we won't see Harper for two months. Not only the Mets have uh, uh, short, Sch- oh my God, his name, sure Max, uh, sure. that's his name. Sure. And uh, Decom, mm-hmm. Decom, he's out for, I said his name wrong too. But I don't know why I call for, I'm sorry, Tim. That's all right, it's man. late over here. Maybe I need a long string train. Um, <laughs> what's going on? Will they bring up Mike Bush? And Cody, I think DJ Peters, I know he's playing Korea, but he actually had a better year than him last year. He put up better numbers and less at bats. He did. I know he batted only 205, but anyway, I, I don't hear much. Something's wrong with his phone, too, besides All me. right. All right, Mitch, I appreciate it. You, you kind of fumbled a little bit there. I'm not going to hold it against you. But um, the the injuries are hitting certainly the Mets rotation with the Grom and now Max Scherzer. But, again, they've got a seven-game cushion in the National League East. I mentioned the All-Star break being eight, eight weeks away. It's going to be here before you know it, Dodger fans. And the All-Star game at Dodger Stadium is something that's pretty cool. 42 years since it was at Dodger Stadium. Supposed to be here two years ago, but because of COVID, it didn't happen. And they moved it here to 2022. Now, you talk about coincidences? I don't think so. 42, Jackie Robinson, 42 years since the last time. The Dodgers had a all-star game. I don't think it's a coincidence. I think it's a sign of something. I don't know what, but it's certainly a sign. Um, but it's going to be an awesome week. And you can go to Dodgers.com and find out more about that. All the festivities that are going to happen in Santa Monica and downtown L.A. and Universal City Walk and around town in the days leading up to all-star weekend. And then you've got the Futures game, which is awesome, by the way. You have the celebrity softball game which is cool. They're going to have the MLB draft on that Sunday before All-Star game. 
and the Home Run Derby. And then the Home Run Derby on that Monday before the All-Star game. That's going to be cool. It's going to be hot. The ball is going to be flying out of Dodger Stadium. And who knows? Maybe somebody will literally hit it out of Dodger Stadium over the pavilion in left field or right field. I cannot wait for Home Run Derby at Dodger Stadium. The game itself will be really cool to be out there at Dodger Stadium and have the sunshine and the sunset uh, with first pitch usually being around a 5 o'clock. You know how beautiful it is there with the shadows and then the dusk and the uh, the clear skies and in Los Angeles. It's going to be absolutely beautiful to showcase Dodger Stadium 42 years after hosting its last All-Star game. I, I mentioned the the uh, the up-and-coming game, the the uh, the prospect game there. That is something that's really cool. They call it the futures game. That's where they have prospects from every organization and different levels come and play a game, and it's a futures game. And so you get to see the talent. Some are names that you've heard of, guys who are top draft picks, guys who are top prospects certainly in organizations, and you kind of get a, an example of what you're going to see in a few years for your team. So that's going to be a lot of fun to see that. That's the weekend before the Saturday before the All-Star game there at Dodger Stadium. Again, it's a full slate of things happening in L.A. just leading up to the All-Star game on that Tuesday here in Los Angeles. Dodgers.com's got all the information. And I know here at AFI 70 LA Sports, we've got a lot of things we're working on leading up to All-Star break, All-Star week that we're going to be a part of throughout Southern California and certainly at Dodger Stadium. We were that way during the uh, Super Bowl run there. As, uh, here in Los Angeles, we we're all over L.A. We'll be like that leading up to the All-Star game itself. All right, Izzy, we'll get to you. We got others, but we'll get to you first, Izzy. Izzy, hi. Hey, how are you, Tim? I'm good. How are you, Izzy? I'm good. I'm good. Hey, I'm the, the only thing I'm going to say, they got at least week to Philly. I'm so – it was a disappointing weekend last weekend. But, hey, well, we're telling Matt that – Matt and Petro, the other day, it's baseball. You know, what can you do about it? I mean, these things happen. So, so Matt says it's in the Angeles. Good for him. I hope he enjoys it week in the Angeles. I'm so mad at him from last year. And blame me, blame me to stop. Don't get me started with him. Anyway, so, but that's it. Oh, yeah, I need to talk to Ronnie. So, can you put me on hold, please? You want to talk to Ronnie? Yeah, I need to talk to him after. I need to ask him something, so. Okay. I, I will go ahead and put you back on hold, Lizzie, just so you can talk to Ronnie Fascio, uh off air about whatever you guys need to talk about. 866-987-2570. You're welcome, by the way, Ronnie. 866-987-2570. I mentioned Julio Urias and what he's meant to this team. Are, how concerned Dodger fans are you about Walker Bueller? Eight starts now into this season. Five and one record. I get it. 289 ERA. But he's walked that tightrope the last couple of games. The game against the Phillies where he got the no decision. He gave up five runs in five innings. Against Arizona, he went the five innings. Walked, you know, gave up the two runs. Walked a pair. He's, he's pitched in and out of trouble. But he hasn't been that dominant Walker Bueller like we've seen last year and in 2020. I, I personally not too concerned about it at this point. Seven, eight games into this this season, uh, you watch what the Dodgers have done. Tony Gonson to me has been a huge surprise for this Dodgers team. 
I mean, to see what Gonsolin has been asked to do, and, and quite frankly, you know, you can make a case he's he's been one of the MVPs of this team the first six weeks of the season. Going out there with a lot of question marks still, with a, a lot of pressure on his shoulders to go out there and continue to show why he deserves to be in this rotation and out there every five days for this Dodgers team. Last year, he made 13 starts, won four games, you know, walked a lot of guys and 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 had some control issues. But now, seven starts into this season, Tony Gonsolin's 4-0 with a 164 ERA. 30 punch outs, 15 walks in those seven starts. To me, Tony Gonsolin has shown, when asked upon, to be a consistent start in this rotation and deservingly so to be in this rotation the rest of the season. Going in, we kind of put in pencil Heaney, Gonsolin, 4 5 behind Bueller, Kershaw, and Urias. How would the four and five spots go in this rotation? Andrew Heaney's hurt. Ryan Pepio has gotten the start the last couple of times. We've seen Grove get a start. But for Tony Gonsolin, when the bell rang to start the season, when he was asked to be that fifth starter and stay in the rotation, knowing, knowing we've heard about Bobby Miller and Ryan Pepio and Grove and, you know, the prospects that are coming and, you know, what's going to happen with, with the Dodgers going out and making a deal at the deadline maybe to, to bolster the, the rotation if guys can't pick it up at the fourth or fifth spot. Well, to me, Tony Gonsolin has answered the bell and has looked really good. His off-speed pitches, his splitter, his curveball. He's got more pitches now to work with. And when he falls behind in the count, especially Tony Gonsolin, when he's got some control issues, which he still has a little bit of, he's able to get out of it, not having to rely on the fastball, and then getting hit, knowing that he's got to come with that fastball when he falls behind in the count. He can go to his off-speed pitches and throw him for strikes. To me, Tony Gonsolin, now at the age of 28, has taken a huge leap from last year to this year. Julio Urias did it in 20. Coming out of the bullpen last year, an everyday starter, the kid gloves were off. Here you go, Julio. Every five days, take the ball. 32 starts, 20 wins. Not to say Tony Gonsolin's going to do that, but Tony Gonsolin, seven starts in, 4-0, sub-2 ERA. You couldn't ask for anything more from what Tony Gonsolin has done to help this Dodgers team. Just one of these guys who has kind of helped carry the way through injuries and navigating through some ups and downs of these first 37 games of this Dodgers season, which, again, to me, feels like an exhausting 37 games with the amount of games they've had to play in a row, the double hitters, two of them already. And we're just now 37 games into 162. A lot of baseball to go. All right, when we come back, we're going to get you a farm report. If you're on hold, we'll try to get to you. Can tell you what's up with Diego Cartaya. Michael Bush, where's he at now? Bobby Miller, how's he doing in double A? Who can you go see in Rancho Cucamonga? Right down the 10 freeway. Maybe up to 15 from wherever you're at. The epicenter. Five of the Dodgers' top 30 prospects are playing for the Quakes. The Dodgers' future stars 
today. Where are they at? How are they doing? I'll tell you what the farm report when we come back. Tim Cates, Ronnie Fascio, and you on a Thursday night. Dodgers off tonight in Philly tomorrow. Here on your home of the Dodgers, AM570 LA Sports. Don't miss a moment of world champion Dodger talk. Your chance to talk about the world champs is here. 866-987-2570. Hear past episodes of Dodger talk on the iHeartRadio app. Dodger Talk continues on this Thursday night. Thanks for being with us. Tim Case here until the top of the hour. Dodgers start a 10-game East Coast road trip beginning tomorrow in Philadelphia. The first of three against the Phillies. No Bryce Harper. He had a PRP injection in his elbow, so he is still out. He damaged the Dodgers in that four-game series last weekend at Dodger Stadium, so they will not run into Bryce Harper the next three days. Julio Urias will get the start in Game 1 of this three-game series. Then it's off to Washington, D.C. to face the Nationals. Then the Dodgers will end this 10-game road trip with a four-game series against the Arizona Diamondbacks next Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday over in Phoenix. Well, I've been promising it to you all hour. Let's get to it. It's time for a farm report. As we go down on the farm for the Dodger minor leaguers and see what they're up to. The top Dodger prospects, how are they doing in A-ball, double-A, and triple-A? We'll start off with the Dodgers' number one overall prospect. That is Diego Cartaya, the 20-year-old catcher out of Venezuela, playing for the Rancho Cucamonga Quakes. One of five of the Dodgers' top 30 prospects, by the way, in Rancho Cucamonga. I highly recommend getting out to the epicenter there in Rancho Cucamonga and checking out a Quakes game and seeing the future Dodgers today. Diego Cartaya hitting 255 and 925 OPS, eight home runs, seven doubles, 14 walks, and 25 RBI. Bobby Miller, the 23-year-old right-handed pitcher in AA Tulsa, the Dodgers' first-round pick in 2020 out of Louisville. Six starts, one win, one loss, a 422 ERA, and 25 strikeouts. You know the name Bobby Miller. He got the start in the Freeway Series right before the start of the regular season out of Dodger Stadium against the Angels. How about Miguel Vargas, the 22-year-old Cuban third baseman in AAA Oklahoma City? 1-0 to Vargas. Swings and it's a line drive. Deep left field towards the wall. It's in the Budweiser deck. And the game is tied. Second homer of the inning for the Dodgers. Vargas is second of the series and six of the season. Miguel Vargas going deep. He's got five home runs on the season, seven doubles, 25 ribbies, hitting 308 in AAA Oklahoma City, a 908 OPS. Miguel Vargas, third baseman, only 22 years old, but tearing it up in AAA Oklahoma City. Joining him in Oklahoma City, former first-round pick out of North Carolina back in 2019, Michael Bush. The pitch to Bush is swung out and hit in the air to deep left center field. Rooker is back. Rooker's at the wall. Michael Bush welcomed Oklahoma City. In opposite field, two-run homer for Michael Bush. It's his 12th overall of the year. He has given the Dodgers a 3-1 lead on their second home run of the inning. Welcome to Oklahoma City. Michael Bush in his first game 
for the Oklahoma City Dodgers. Hits the home run thanks to the Oklahoma City Dodgers radio network with the call. He was promoted from Double A Tulsa to Triple A Oklahoma City this week. Hits a home run in his first game in Double A. What was he doing? 306 average, a 1,000 OPS, 11 home runs, 29 RBIs, and 24 walks. That was his 12th home run of the season. You just heard Michael Bush. Had a sluggish 2021 last year in the minor leagues. Remember, 2020, there's no minor league season. Last year, his first full season in the minor leagues in professional baseball. Okay, not great, but here in 2022, a great start in double-A. So good, promoted to triple-A this week. Andy Pagas, the 21-year-old outfielder in double-A Tulsa, hitting 233, a 771 OPS, four home runs, nine doubles, and 25 ribbies. An okay start to the season for the young 21-year-old. How about Landon Knack, the Dodgers' second-round pick in 2020 out of East Tennessee State. He's 24 years old, a right-handed pitcher in double-A Tulsa. Started the season with a little bit of an arm issue. Went to extended spring training. He's only made two starts, 0-1 with a 720 ERA, only five total innings. They're working him slowly back into this minor league season. Last year's first-round pick for the Dodgers out of high school in Alabama, Maddox Bruns, a left-hander, still 19, doesn't turn 20 until next month. He's one of these guys in low-A Rancho Cucamonga. Go check him out, the Quakes. He's a top-10 prospect, number one pick a year ago, in seven starts, no wins, no losses, a 4.20 ERA, 28 strikeouts in 15 innings. He doesn't have a lot of innings underneath his belt, seven starts, they're working him up, building the 19-year-old up. Again, out of high school a year ago, they are working him slowly in A-ball. But Maddox Bruns, they think a lot of this young left-hander. How about some guys not considered top 10 prospects, but certainly need to be on your radar because they are Dodger prospects and having great 2022 seasons. All three of them in double-A Tulsa. Ryan Ward. 24-year-old outfielder, eighth-round pick in 2019 from Bryant, hitting 295, 12 home runs, 29 ribbies, and a 993 OPS. We talked about him a couple weeks ago, as did Jacob Amaya, the 23-year-old shortstop, 11th-round pick out of South Hills High School here in West Covina. 346 batting average for Jacob. An OPS over 1,000, eight home runs, 19 ribbies. Two guys off to blistering starts in double-A. Not top 10 prospects, but certainly top 30 prospects for this Dodgers team, as is Gavin Stone. Love the name. Gavin Stone, 23-year-old right-hander, a fifth-round pick in 2020 at a Central Arkansas University. He started the year in A-ball, Great Lakes with the Loons. What did he do there? 1-1 one one with a 144 ERA. 28 strikeouts and six starts. He was fantastic. They promoted him to double-A Tulsa. Gavin Stone, the right-hander, five shutout innings, gave up just five hits in his double-A debut with eight punch-outs. It's 2-2. He goes fishing. There's Stone's first double-A strikeout. He starts off the game well. Stone, the pitch. And Cedeno waves and misses on a wipeout slider. 0-2, and he goes down on strikes, waving and missing at a low changeup. Stone working from the windup, comes set at the belt and will deliver the 0-2. And down on strikes, another changeup. Gavin Stone, young 23-year-old right-hander, a great start in double-A Tulsa after getting promoted 
from high A ball. So there you go. The Dodgers' top minor league prospects, Ryan Ward, Jacob Amaya, Gavin Stone in A Tulsa, off to really good starts here in 2022. Again, right here in our own backyard, I can't encourage it enough. Right out the 10 freeway, the epicenter in Rancho Cucamonga. Check out the Quakes, the Dodgers' A-ball team. Five of the top 30 prospects in the organization are out there playing for the Dodgers. We mentioned a couple of them, including Diego Cartaya and Maddox Bruns, the first-round pick a year ago. All right, there you go. There's a farm report. I appreciate it. Thanks to Ronnie Fascio. Thanks to you, Dodger fans, for being a part of the show tonight. That's going to do it. The Jason Smith Show is coming up next. Tomorrow, Dodgers start the 10-game East Coast road trip with the first of three in Philadelphia against the Phillies. 3 o'clock, Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. 4.05, first pitch from Citizens Bank Ballpark, Dodgers and Phillies, Julio Urias on the mound. Until then, have a great, safe rest of your Thursday night. So long, everybody. Perfect day.